When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. My name is Carl, and this is J-Man, and welcome to the podcast, Carl and J- uh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> take two. <laughs> All right, take two. Let's go ahead and take two again. Jerry. <laughs> and then you can make bleep bloopers out of these. Yeah, and then it'll be like exactly. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is J-Man, the chef. Where the hell did you come up with Jim and the Chef? <laughs> oh man, it, it's you know what? Uh, welcome, welcome to our podcast. Welcome to uh, he calls it the Carl and uh, J Man Saves the World podcast, but it's actually the J Man and Carl Saves the World <laughs> podcast. Uh, just two couple of guys, you know, decided that we wanted to start a podcast, and so. But I think one of the most differentiating thing, things about this podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, Carl, is that this is the only podcast. That's recorded from Hopi Land. Yeah, and welcome to the studio of uh, Carl and Jay Man Save the World podcast studio here in beautiful downtown Kikotsmovi, Arizona. <laughs> if you want to call it that, beautiful K-Town, Arizona. Well, but we are uh, two Hopi guys. Decided that we wanted to start a podcast. Uh, we're good friends, friends since uh, what kindergarten? Yeah, I, I've I, known you since then. I think it was yeah. I think it was Head Start. I never went to Head Start. Oh yeah, you were that yeah, smart. Yeah, I, I was that smart. Yeah, I was either that smart or that dumb. That yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's the reason why they call it Head Start because I got a head start of you. <laughs> and, and so essentially, that's how we met. And uh, the two of us, uh, we, we're living the dream. We we did what uh, most Native people want to do. We got our educations here on the reservation. Grew up here on the res. Uh, we left, went to college, got our degrees, and now we're back here living on the reservation, living out the dream, both contributing to uh, Hopi society. Yeah, I think both of us have our bachelor's degree, right? At least. At, at least, least we both bachelor. have our bachelor's As, degrees. Yeah, you. I think you have a master's, right? I also have a master's yeah, degree. Yeah, has a master's degree. So do I have to call you master or what? I, I would prefer that you do. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and so uh, we decided to start this podcast, you know, coming up with some names and, you know, for, for anybody out there that knows what it's like to start a project, coming up with some names. Uh, my, my actual name is, is uh, Justin, but um, during my culinary days, uh, the days when I used to work in the uh, kitchen, uh, the fine folks, uh, the fine uh, young men and women, Working down at the Coast and Kitchen at Wild Horse Pass, uh, probably in the mid-2000s. Name me J-Man. You worked at Wild Horse Pass. I worked at Wild Horse Pass. Not the casino. Oh, okay. Not the casino, but the resort. Oh, so there's okay. a casino, and then there's a resort. I worked at the resort. Oh, I was going to say, there was a lot of weird times at Wild Horse Pass in my youth days. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever really experienced that myself, but you know, my time during there working at the kitchens, that's the nickname that I got was J-Man. And so I, I asked Carl, I said, uh, is there a nickname that you have? You know, this is our opportunity, our platform. We can, you know, build ourselves up, build our identities through this podcast in any way that we want to. And uh, he thought about it and he said that he didn't have any nicknames. So <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, nobody really gave me a nickname. I mean, my nickname was Ka. 
<laughs> Short for he, Carl. He, he wasn't cool enough to uh, <laughs> get a nickname. So I, I hung out. In high school, I hung out with the cooler kids. <laughs> I went to the same high school you did, and uh, I, I disagree with that. And, and so now, now I call him just Carl because uh, no nicknames, so he's just Carl. I'm J-Man. And welcome to our podcast. All right, welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Well, uh, you know, the studio that we use, um, you know, that's, it's, it needs a little work. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later on about what the topic of our our pilot episode is. But um, basically, the studio is uh, what is this? Uh, a former principal's office? Yeah, it's actually a former principal's office here. And it's uh, I I asked them if they had like a closet because I wanted to be a little bit more intimate with uh, Justin here. So. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! <laughs> but this is the this is a, this is our studio here. So. And it's uh you know it's it's some it's it's and and you know we, we thank you for for taking your time to uh, listen to our podcast listen to what we have to say but uh, you know I guess some uh, one of one of something that we wanted to lay a foundation down for this podcast which is true for most podcasts but you know unfortunately we live in a society where um, you, you throw a rock out um, and it lands and it, and it breaks some glass and are in other words you know you can't say anything without really offending anybody. If you're truly giving your opinion, but to be cutting edge, to give you the opinions that we feel are going to save the world, we're, we're going to give it to you like it is. We're going to um, hold no punches back. We're going to say everything, anything and everything that people probably don't want the rest of the world to know, especially things that go on here on the reservation. And, you know, it, it's 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 some it's some hard, hard cutting stuff, some <laughs> some real, real, uh, real tough shit, I, I guess, if you can, if, if you've heard that expression before. But, um, you know, I, as, as serious as we're making this sound, for the most part, we're going to be talking out of our asses. So you know, there's going to be there's going to be some comedy along the way. I, I, I think that I think. About that. And yeah. and you know we're we're a couple of res guys, so there's going to be some shit talking along the way. There's going to be a lot of uh, uh, poking funs, and you know we'll we'll share uh, a lot of our experiences, um, and then share a lot of our opinions about you know ways that we can fix the world, change the world, and whether that's you know your immediate world or whether that's just our small little world here on the reservation. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know the, uh, we'll go ahead and. Um start on our first topic here, which is res life and growing up res. Growing up res. Uh, growing up res. I mean, both of us, we grew up on the reservation. We were born on a reservation. We grew up on a res- reservation. And growing up on the reservation is a little bit different than uh, growing up city life or other types of reservation. And I'm pretty sure that Native Americans around the world um, have similar stories to what we're, you know, what we're going to say. It's real interesting because... Um, uh, for 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 those of you out there in the world listening that may not know, you know what what, what a reservation is is that each tribe has their their own lands and, and they're designated for these tribe. Blah blah blah. I could put you guys to sleep, but growing up res definitely is a different type of experience. It's uh, it's kind of a combination of I guess country life. I I, I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's a good um, analogy, a uh, good comparison. Growing up country life, but you know growing up here, especially in the reservations that we grew up. Um, some of the biggest differences is that um, there's more land than anything else. And so, you know, uh, um, I, I, I think that the way that we grew up is, is definitely a unique experience. And, you know, it it's definitely tells a different type of story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, growing up res, I mean, we ate dirt. 
<laughs> we, we we rode in Chevy trucks in the back, you know, going thirty no seat belts, no going thirty miles an hour on a dirt road. You know, we, we you see kids popping up, flying heads popping up <laughs> from the back we, of the truck. We threw rocks at each other. We threw rocks at each other for fun. Yeah, for fun, for fun, right? Have you ever? Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but have you ever um, like uh, shot somebody with a BB gun? He, p- people probably think you're joking about the eating dirt, but no, for real, we ate dirt. <laughs> yeah. I and and uh, you know what? I've, I I have shot somebody with a BB gun, <laughs> but not on purpose, not on purpose. And so the reservation life, like you think about the wild, wild rest, yeah. right? Like no rules, no rules. Like we're raised to break the law yeah. in a way, in, in a way it's funny because, um, you know, as, as um, out, out here on the reservation, I think that the, um, the ideas of, um, Gender roles are are still very strong out here. Yeah, and so for young boys, we're raised to be um, kind of kind of that still uh, real traditional old school mentality. So you know we're raised to be hunters. Oh yeah, we're raised to be hunters. So a lot of our fathers they go hunting. They you know they shoot the big game, the deer, the elk. Yeah. Um. So for little boys, we're we're given BB guns at at very young ages, right? Very, like, very what, young what ages. age were you when you first got your first BB gun? I think I was probably, well, I was probably a little bit older. I think I was probably like 10 or 11 because I know friends that have gotten them when they were much younger yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah. And, and the time that I shot somebody, it was it was completely by accident. See, I, I got mine because I convinced So and Gua uh-huh. uh, that I was old enough to be responsible for uh, a firearm. Uh-huh. And so I got mine when I was around nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then it's it's interesting because then, you know, your kids, uh, nine, eight, uh, 10 years old, but yet you know how to load these things, you know how to take care of these things. And um, it's funny because kids do shoot each other with BB guns out here just for fun. <laughs> yeah. I remember again, I don't know if this goes with, um, I don't know if this is a dangerous game now, but uh-huh. like back when I was growing up, we used to wear like a trench coat. Yeah. You, and then several layers of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just used to just shoot each other. Yeah. It was like dumb stuff <laughs> that we used to do. Do you remember those old starter jackets, the real big thick yeah. jackets? Yeah, I remember uh, There were some kids that uh, went to our school that used to wear those. And um, we'd go play with each other afterwards for fun. Um, and I had a buddy, he had a BB gun. Uh-huh. And so he would come pull it out and we would shoot those kids that were wearing the jackets jackets because we knew that the, the the bbs wouldn't go through yeah and so that that's kind of an example of, of what it's like growing up res uh shooting bb guns sometimes at each other throwing rocks a lot of times at each other eating dirt um and you know as kids i think that you know we kind of had a, a different type of cuisine that we used to kind of eat what are, what are some red snacks that you remember from back in the day um oh mine used to be uh we used to go shoot birds uh-huh and we used to uh roast them oh really yeah we used to roast the the birds yeah um so with my bb gun i we used to shoot these little um winter birds okay and you know hardly any meat on them we call them uh that we used to shoot these bigger birds uh these pigeon like birds the doves we call them hewies okay and they had a little bit more meat on them so we um we used to go out and shoot that uh some some boys will carry the the potatoes (laughs) and uh we used to make a fire little potato yeah 
Do a little potato, potato bake. bake with the our shot birds. <laughs> and so, you know, at that young, young age, you're already creating, uh, learning how to prepare a meal for yourself, oh, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like you're, you're yeah. at, at, at what age would you say that most res kids are fully capable of completely taking care of themselves? Shoot, man. Right now, right nowadays, I mean, uh, like around five years old. Yeah. Around yeah. five years old. I mean, because you have parents that are already drunk, doing <laughs> a bunch of drugs, unfortunately. unfortunately. And so kids have to fend for themselves uh-huh. in that way. And uh-huh. so my other res snack is just like eating raw ramen noodles. Uh, ramen noodles. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Raw ramen noodles. <laughs> and then you use the seasoning as kind of like salt, right? You kind of just sprinkle yeah. a little bit. On the on the on the raw noodles and you just eat it and yeah. you're just crunching yeah. on that thing and yeah. I don't know why we kids eat it like that I think maybe because obviously you don't have to cook it yeah and and you know that you know it's, it's like a quick snack a quick and snack yeah, like a and rice cake yeah and it, it was it was on that thing it was good and it was like um, you know it was fu- it was fulfilling mm-hmm. I guess you could say mm-hmm. and then I think the other thing that a lot of us used to do when we were kids and a lot of the kids still do it today is they use um, Kool-Aid uh, basically as salt it goes on everything it goes oh on everything God. you buy the I don't know how much they cost now 10 cent the small 10 cent yeah. packets yeah, the little packet of Kool-Aid and then you add whatever you want to it yeah. when I was a kid I, I preferred just salt but I know that my own kids, the kids that I have growing up in my home right now, they add both sugar and salt. Yeah. And I knew that kids used to add other types of things to it. I don't know if you remember the um, the lime. the, the me- It's like a Mexican seasoning, but it's a candy. It's like the lime salt. The uh, I, Yeah, yeah. the uh, um, Yeah, yeah. You buy it in the, one of these local stores around here. Yeah. yeah. And they would add that stuff yeah. to the Kool-Aid. And then you sprinkle the Kool-Aid on snow cones, <clears throat> on pickles. I, I, w- I remember one time... Um, in, in uh, grade school, and uh, we dared each other to snort um, pixie, <laughs> cool. pixie oh, sticks. I thought you were going to say Kool-Aid. Not Kool-Aid. Come on, we're not that hardcore. <laughs> I've seen kids snort Kool-Aid. I've seen kids snort Kool-Aid. like that? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's funny because right after you snort the Kool-Aid, it's like somebody just punched your nose because then it makes the mucus in your nose loose, so it starts to run out. And if you're snorting red Kool-Aid, your your uh, your gusby is running out red, <laughs> and it looks like somebody smashed your nose, and that you're bleeding from your nose. <laughs> the dumb shit we used to do when we were kids. I know, right? And uh, I'm I'm so glad that if if any kid is listening to this right now, don't. Do what we did back in the past. You're probably already doing that type of stuff. Maybe. I'm or, pretty or, sure. Or even worse things. <laughs> and so, you know, those are some stories of, of uh, I, I guess, as kids that we used to do. You know, we used to grow up as kids. And yeah. I, I, I think the, the, the funny thing, though, is that uh, growing up res, you become, like, real resilient. Yeah. You become real resourceful. You learn how to do things with very little. Because most of us that grew up out here, right, like, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, right? No, no, we didn't have Nobody any. had rides. Nobody, Nobody had, rides. had rides. No. If you had a bicycle... That was your ride. Yeah. And you're putting mad mileage on that thing yeah. because you're pedaling that thing everywhere that you can go. And you had the strongest legs because then you're pedaling that thing through deep sand. Oh, man. Yep, exactly. Either if you don't have a bike and it's your legs only. Mm-hmm. And if so, you don't have the bike, it's your legs only. Yep. Yeah, that's how that's how transportation work on the res that's, here. That's the transportation. Living on the reservation here, especially on the Hopi reservation here, you deal with a lot of sand. 
A lot of sand. It's a lot of sand out here. And even if you try to clean up the sand from your house or your room, there's going to be sand that you just trail in. And that's, that's, I guess that's just, that's just part of growing up. You know, it's kind of funny because, um, you know, you, you grow up out here, you learn, um, and, and I think that's the funny thing about growing up res is you learn about the rest of the world through TV, right? Uh-huh. And then whatever TV told you, that's what you think the rest of the world's like. <laughs> and so when you're watching TV and you're hearing people about shoveling snow, you're thinking like, what is that? It doesn't snow that much out yeah. here to be able to shovel snow. Yeah. But I guess our equivalent of shoveling snow is shoveling sand. Shoveling sand. Because it blows so much out here. There's so many sand dunes out here that the, the wind just blows the sand and it gets everywhere. <laughs> and then uh, because both you and I, uh, we, we went to Tuba City High School. Yeah. And so the sidewalks in Tuba, I I, I kid you not, three feet of sand, mm-hmm. three feet of sand on top of the, the sidewalks. And somebody's got to go and shovel that off, uh, off the sidewalks. In high school, uh, you never paid attention to to those types of things like no, that. And, no. and now when you go back and look at it, you're like, wow, this, this is a shitty school. Year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, unfortunately, unfortunately, because uh, you, you were used to the educational system that we have out here. Yeah. And I was not an excelling student when I was in high school. I was just there because I was told I had to be there. Yeah. And, you know, I did what I could to get through school because I wanted to participate in sports. I ran cross country, I played basketball, and I ran track. Yeah. And so that was the main reason that I would go to school was so that I could run sports aside from talk to the girls when I was in <laughs> high school. But then it's not until you leave and then you meet people that grew up in the better parts of uh, the big cities like Phoenix. Yeah. And then you hear what their schools have available to them. And that's kind of when you realize like, holy crap, like why, why is my school not like that? How come your school provided so much more for you? But you know, the, the, the schools that, that we have are, are, are nowhere near in comparison to those in the, um, in on the reservation. And so I, I think that both of you and I have that experience, right? That we went through the reservation oh, yeah. educational system. Yeah. We graduated from high school and then we both went to college. And I, I think one of the things that I'm kind of embarrassed to to say or, or to admit, but is that when I first got to school, you know, they have the, the placement tests that you take and it um, determines what type of of level of English or math that they're going to start you off with when you get to college. Yeah. And so I tested out at the first school that I went to, which was in New Mexico and Albuquerque, I tested out and I got put in the most remedial (laughs) English classes. I got put in the most remedial math classes. Like we were literally like, it was going back to elementary school, uh, adding and subtracting and, you know, dividing these big numbers, man. And like, I, I, I normally under the circumstance, I think I would have felt dumb, but because I was at uh, an Indian college, uh, a native college, uh, uh, SIPI, they call it SIPI down in New, Ma- New Mexico, yeah. Albuquerque, yeah. Southwestern Indian Polytechnic Institute. So uh, most, if not all of the students at that college are native. and They come from the reservation. So these remedial classes that I was in, I wasn't the only one. <laughs> there, <laughs> there, there was a group of us in there. And, you know, so like I, I actually felt average. I, I felt average by being very below average in, in my academics. So that, that was kind of a, an interesting dynamic. See, I went to a technical college, mm-hmm. so we didn't really have to... A refrigerator school. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, I got my bachelor's degree. There, 
So it was, um, um, and it was one of those flyby, you know, the night flyby night schools and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So they they were at the high school, and um, they signed me up. Uh, and I didn't even know that I was going to be going to college until they sent me in letters saying that, hey, you're going to meet us over here at this certain time here. And, oh, yeah, you know what? Bring your clothes and say goodbye to your parents. Oh, wow. And that was like about that, it. Huh? Yeah, it was like that. And so I was like, you know, okay, well, so let's let's go down there. Let's see what let's see how this goes out. And so they sent me down and um, they said that, okay, so this is what's going to happen here. Um, you're going to take these certain classes here. This is what you're going to be on the program. First, you'll get your associates. And if you want to go, and then you can take the extra classes to get your bachelor's. So I have an associate's and a bachelor's degree. And so um, it was like, okay, well, now you owe us $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they got me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, this looks pretty neat. And he's like, oh, yeah. And on top of that, you get a free laptop. And I'm like, Oh, awesome. Awesome. The laptop I was out like, of that. yeah, at least I got a laptop out of it. And I heard, I heard nothing else except like, you know, free stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's like the concept of uh, Native American. Once they hear the word free, shoot, they don't we're, even. We're in line. <laughs> we're in line. The, the, old, the old joke, you know, you see a line and you jump in it and you don't even know what you're in line <laughs> exactly. for. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm so red. I was so res. You know, it, like I heard free and I was like, I forgot what the rest was. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Sign this $40,000 contract here and you're, you're, and you'll you're get a free laptop. And you'll get a free laptop. Oh, okay. Like, All right. Free laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, speaking of uh, growing up, Riz, uh, I, I guess, you know, we talked about us as, as children yeah. and some of the things that we used to do and some of the things that we still see being done. But I guess moving up to adolescence to the teenage years, um, how, how, how do you think those, those days are a little bit different in very, very to, awkward. to everybody else? Very, very awkward. Why, why do you say that? <laughs> because of, uh, Jinko jeans and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I, it's so funny because, um, I, I think that, you know, for, for, for the both of us, you know, we experienced this and in, in growing, just because you grew up res yeah. doesn't mean that you weren't influenced by popular culture. No. And I think for you and I, I, one of the prevalent cultures out here is this gang culture. You know, yeah. you, you got these res gangs uh-huh. out here and, you know, you, you got the Crips and the Bloods and, you know, you kind of like, oh man, what, what the heck's going on? With it's that? like, uh, when you, when you find out that there's gangs on the reservation, then you're, you're anxious to say, man, what gang am I going to be in? You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. You're and, like. And the reason why is because usually you have an older brother or older <laughs> sister, older cousins that are in these gangs. And then, you know, you're wondering, oh, man, which gang's going to try to recruit me? Who, who's going to jump me in? <laughs> See, I never had an older brother or sister. No. So um, I was like the pioneer of these different things. I guess back in, in middle school and back in grade school was that um, – I don't know. I don't know if we were the pioneers of hacky sack. Okay. Yeah, because I there, nobody was playing hacky sack at the time. Nobody was doing anything like that. And so I said, "Hey, let's do let's do some hacky sack and stuff like that." And I man, I brought a hacky sack, and um, I it was like a trend that it just you know it was like a brush fire. Everybody started bringing their hacky sack, playing at lunchtime, and you know, man, I used to know like cool moves and, and stuff like that, and it's like. <laughs> I wonder if kids still even play hacky sack. That's these true. Days. I remember one time in high school that trend was still going mm-hmm. on in high school, and um, and we used to play. Oh, what was that? What was that one game called? It's like you you hit it five times and you catch it. And it's then like you, shark or yeah, something. You catch I think it. it you're like, the shark. Yeah, and then you got to hit you, somebody with it. And what what happened is that one of my friends he he filled it up with um, uh, BBs. Oh god, and it was heavy. And, 
<laughs> so he kicked it five times and he went, man, we threw it one of us. Like, shoot, that thing hurt like hell, oh, man. And <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, you know what? That that's kind of the funny thing is that I don't know what it is about our our, our culture here on the yeah. res, but for us, it's fun to hurt each other. <laughs> it's it's fun to hurt each other, you know. And I, you know, I I think that's always been kind of the the, the biggest difference, right, about growing up res. Yeah, is that when you see somebody get hurt. Um, other places, you know, it's like, oh my God, are are, are you okay? Yeah. You know, let, let me let me help you up, or yeah. you know, yeah, let, let let's let's get you in a place where you're gonna feel better. But here, somebody gets hurt, we all laugh. <laughs> We all laugh. We start laughing at you know whoever hurt themselves, and then then once the laughter kind of kind of uh, subdues, and then you, then you go and then yeah. you pick up the guy, and, yeah. and you know it adds this res, res toughness. I, I don't know if it's like a legit res toughness that it adds, but you know that that's what it's like out here. Yeah, is that you know you hurt yourself, people laugh at first, then then they'll come and they'll they'll come and Man, check up I, on you. I have so many scars uh-huh. to to tell you and stuff. And you're not a res kid yeah. unless you have scars in your knees, right? Oh, Oh my God! It's, yeah. it's a badge of honor, and it's it's, it's unofficial that, uh, res clothing. That's that's two reasons. The reason why uh, I, I don't wear shorts. <laughs> Second reason is because you uh, blind us with uh, how white your legs are. <laughs> because we're we're all half white inside, pretty much. <laughs> Just our legs. But I, I think that, you know, for, 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 for all of us that have grown up out here, there's some, there's some commonalities, right? Like there's some common things that we've all experienced. Yeah. Eating dirt, yeah. uh, eating Kool-Aid with pickles, um, shooting people with BB guns or watching other kids shoot each other with BB guns. Yeah. Having these big wars where you're throwing rocks at each other or dirt rocks or, or whatever it is. And then we all know somebody that's in a res gang. Or that you know wants to be oh, in the yeah. res gang, you know, and it, it's 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 I don't I, I don't know what you think about that the the whole the whole res gang culture that that's still here out here. You know, a lot of the old folks they say that you know you're not gangsters, you know your your ancestors didn't uh, survive genocide so that you could wear your pants half off your ass <laughs> and you know these rag these rags uh, that you have on your heads and and so forth. But you know it, it's it you know we we joke about it. Yeah, but the scary thing is that you know these these people out here they they play they play this res gangster persona, but it goes to the point where some bad things happen from it. Oh, right? You, oh, you yeah. hear there, about there's it. There's a know, lot of bad you, stuff. You, you that hear day. about some of those bad things happening as a result of this res culture, res gang culture that's out here. You know, uh, killings and murders mm-hmm. and unfortunately, uh, drug distribution, alcohol distribution, and you know some of that brings that stuff out here. Um, and so I, you know, oftentimes you hear the people kind of laughing at it, you know, saying that, you know, the wannabe gangsters are out here on the res, but how far does it have to go? Like, are they still wannabes if they're actually doing what some of these real city gangs are doing? That is true. That is true You know, where you do hear about these killings and these murders and these drug distributions and, and so forth. So, um, you know, unfortunately, that that that, that does exist out here. And yeah. So it, it's it's just another barrier for folks that are trying to live normal, trying to raise their kids right, and you know, trying to send them off to provide, uh, do the same thing that we did, get, yeah. get our degrees, come back, and you know, be able to equip. So that's just kind of one of the other things. But um, I guess as we're talking about this, you know, what what do you think are some other commonalities that most people experience r- growing up out here? Because I think that for sure one of the differences um, about uh, about reservation and growing up res is 
is I guess it really depends on what tribe you're from, right? Yeah, exactly. Like like how like like our our neighbors, right? The Navajos. Yeah. Like both of us have uh, experienced growing up in Tuba City. Yeah. So what would you say the difference is growing up, um, or at least seeing life on the Navajo res in Tuba? Versus growing up out here. Well, uh, you know, like the the cultural sense, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I think that has a big impact on um, on Hopi kids. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we do have a, a lot of our uh, ceremonies that we still do a mm-hmm. lot. And, and, and now it's like, you know, um, kids are, are expecting to do that, are expecting to see that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that I guess that's the biggest uh, difference between Navajos and, um, and Hopis is because we do a lot of our cultural uh, ceremonies, our cultural sense, our cultural awareness. We still grow up Hopi we still in grow a lot up of Hopi. ways. Yeah, we in still grow up. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest difference between that. And Navajos, they tend to just lean on the, I guess, the Bahana and... Uh, like the white man kind of side. That, that That is true because I, I do have a lot of friends that are Navajo and I'm sure that you do as well. Oh, and yeah. I, I guess in terms of the cultural stuff, you know, a lot of the Navajos, they're, they're either, some of them grow up Christian, some of them grow up Mormon, some of them oh, yeah. uh, go the peyote way. Yeah. You know, they go the peyote way and then you see some of them kind of delving into the powwow highway stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure that there's some sort of religious implications that go along with that. But for us Hopis, you know, we grew up Hopi. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, although that, you know, I think that the church is starting to grow a little bit more out here as time goes on. But for the most part, we all delve within our traditional culture in, in some extent for, for, for all of us here. And I, I think that the other biggest difference is that, you know, the Navajos, uh, for those that live in the bigger areas, the Tuba cities, the Cantas, the Winter Rocks, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like a big city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> compared to, you know, how it is out here. And, you know, you hear people referring to Tuba as town. We're, yeah, we're going to go to town <laughs> because Tuba has bashes uh-huh. they have the mcdonald's they yeah. have the taco bell they have um, a movie theater they have a movie theater if you want uh, parts for your ride or, or something in regards to your ride they have an auto zone i think that's where i took, i think that's where i took my first date was to the to auto zone no to the movie theater <laughs> in tuba in tuba oh wow remember remember, remember they had the the old theater there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, and, and so those are kind of some of the bigger differences because, you know, <laughs> out here um, on, on on the main part of the Hopi Riz, there's how many grocery stores? There, there's not really a real grocery store out here. Hey, but we're making progress. <laughs> we're making progress. We're making progress. You got you got the K-Town store. Yeah. And then you got the, the new C store. Uh, I think that's what they call it, the C store. Yeah. In, uh, Sapalabi. Yeah. The second Mesa, yeah. And then uh, Circle M. Circle I, I, M. I don't know if that's... And then you got something in Keems, right? Yeah, there, you got there's so, something in Keems. So about four stores. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the distance... And then the Hotvela store. And the Hotvela store. So yeah. the distance between the Hotvela store... And Keems is probably what sixty miles. Yeah, about an hour away. Yeah, and then in between that sixty miles, you have these three smaller <laughs> stores, and none of them you, you can't really truly call any of those a real grocery store, right? No. So, like on the on the res here on the Hopi res, we only have two gas stations. Mm-hmm. One over here at K-Town and uh, one in Keems. That's about and, it. And so what would you say the distance between the K-Town store and Keems is? About 40 about miles? About 40 miles, About yeah. 40 miles. Yeah. So if you're stuck in the middle in between Keems Canyon and K-Town and you run out of gas, yep. you're SOL. Yep, exactly. Because then there's no, there's no close gas station. <laughs> and so, but in Tuba, I think that there's about uh, five gas stations in Tuba. Let's see. Yeah, there, let's there's, see. There's, Seven, the, there's the Hopi one. 
and then there's two right across it. Yeah. And then there's um, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, yeah. And then Westerners. Westerners. Oh, yeah, that's right. Five gas stations in Tuba. Dang, that's right. Just in Tuba City. And they're all really close together, And they're all really close to each other. And then the the whole entire reservation, and Hopi, you only have two gas stations. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so well, we're making progress. We're, we're making progress. We're making progress. We're making There's progress. People we're, illegally we're, selling gas out of their homes. We've been talking about creating a new gas station for about 20 years. We're making oh, progress. Man. man, every year we talk about making a new strides in economic development. We're making we're making we're, progress. We're, we're making progress. <laughs> well, I guess it's uh I guess it's about that time to wrap things up here. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I I think that we did a great job for for the pilot episode. I think so too. And I so for so future episodes, we're going to talk about different aspects. Oh of, yeah, so, of our experiences. So every 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 week or every two weeks, we'll go ahead and talk about little t- uh, different topics. We'll go ahead and um, uh, bring in like new topics here, mm-hmm. uh, like the uh, the Facebook. We'll bring in Facebook topics, um, uh, current events, current events, current contemporary events. issues. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll bring in some special guests along the way. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the special guests to come in. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Carl, and this is J-Man, and uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. And we promise it'll get better as we go along. <laughs>